Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Pastors of Pain. Happy June to all of you. We're so glad you are joining us. Maybe you're joining us on the radio, Pete 94.3 and AM 780 here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Maybe you're joining us as a podcast, which I think is most of you, but we know that there are definitely some people who listen. We come on uh, every Sunday morning, 930 here in Stillwater, and then on Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting. Oh yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, Wednesday afternoons, three thirty. The Chaplain yeah. of Divine Mercy, and then you get you get and then, them, and you get Jesus and the Chaplain of Divine Mercy, and then, and then penance to, to take you, yeah, to take you out of your prayerful mood. Uh, what a, uh, I get you know what a beautiful summer it's it's been thus far. Things are opening up. Oh. Um, we're seeing people come. Not everybody, of course. Not everybody's comfortable. Not everybody's able to be there. But we are celebrating the Mass and. Uh, and it's wonderful. It is truly wonderful. Uh, so uh, one thing that we've been doing in our uh, in our rectory uh, during the during kind of the lockdown, things have things are definitely busier than they were. Um, people are starting to come. We're having kind of some a few in person appointments and things, weddings, first communions, confirmations, all that good stuff. Um, but one of the great joys of the uh, coronavirus lockdown was Sunday evenings in our rectory. Um, so if you haven't seen our rectory, it's right across the, the parking lot. Yep. And we have this nice nice little living room space and a, and a, and a TV and a Agree. fireplace and all that. So uh, two two traditions came out of this. Number one, uh, it was only sporadic before, but now it is indeed a tradition. And that is every night at 9.30, I watch Jeopardy. This- <laughs> It was sporadic because it was like oh, maybe sometimes I went home or sometimes I'm like I'm what? I'm beat I'm going to bed at nine o'clock. The nine thirty Jeopardy. We watch Jeopardy. What, what's this weird stuff? Sometimes you jump in. We no, watch you Jeopardy. and Alessandro are we annoying because you just yell out stuff all we, over the house. Correct answers. No, we, barely. We we watch Jeopardy. No, 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 then, no. You you don't watch Jeopardy. You don't then, watch Jeopardy. You watch people with their clickers and get annoyed by them. I, but there are people on Jeopardy do annoy me. Like like they have their clickers and they're like click 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 like tapping it repeatedly. Yes, no, those people or that guy who held it up like by his cheek. Yes. Or the guy <laughs> who like bowed. There's a way time. to hold your Jeopardy button and there's a way not to. And if you hold it the way you're not to, then I will judge you. <laughs> so we watch Jeopardy at 9.30. Very, it's a very competitive. Why does it come on at 9.30? When I was like in high school, it would come on at like 4 in the afternoon or something. We're out yeah. in Houston. Anyway, so we watch Jeopardy, and then everyone prays night prayer, and then everyone goes to bed. And it's great. The other great tradition um, that, that developed was uh, Sunday nights during the lockdown, I fell in love with... ESPN's The Last Dance, which is a story of the 1997-1998 Chicago Bulls. Right. It was such an enjoyable experience to just relive those moments. 97-98, I was a senior in college. And I was watching, we, I watched a lot of basketball. I watched those Bulls teams. I remember when Jordan was drafted. I remember the slam dunk contest. I remember all of that. Um, I remember Jordan, just Jordan rising to become what many would argue to be the greatest player of all time. Debatable. And it is debatable. You can, you know, throw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Happy, LeBron, Happy Gilmore. LeBron James. Um, Kobe Bryant. Um, Akeem Olajuwon. 
uh, Yao Ming. I'm just going to name every player on the Rockets. <laughs> Eric Sleepy Floyd. Vernon Maxwell. Uh, Pistol Mario, Pete Maravich. Mario Ellie. What? What, about, okay. what about Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Rest so in peace, you dude. Can make, you can make all kinds of arguments. Uh, but then what, one interesting thing, that kind of cool thing that happened in, in, our, in our lives. So I like to say uh, we, when we talk about uh, Oklahoma State wrestling. Oh, yes. So OSU wrestling, if you did not know this, especially those of you who don't live here in Stillwater, I weep for you because you should move here. OSU wrestling, Oklahoma State wrestling is, ready for this? You're not even going to believe me when I say it. The, based on championships, the most successful college sports program ever. Mm -hmm. You're thinking, what about Alabama football? No. Nope. What about UCLA basketball? Nope. Nope. What about any other school you're thinking of? No. <laughs> any other school you're thinking Oklahoma of? Oklahoma like <laughs> State wrestling is the most successful sports program, not wrestling program, sports program in the history of college athletics. Okay, last week we gave something about heresies. What would you call the heresy of believing that your school is better at sports? No, it's not uh, heresy. It's just, it's just lack of knowledge. Uh, or if you refuse, if you're obstinate in your lack of knowledge, then that's, <laughs> and we call that stupidity. <laughs> okay, so go Astros. In, oh, in oh. Oklahoma State has done it without cheating, though. Without um, cheating. So right. within that, uh, in our world, in in the world of Father Kerry and I here in Stillwater, we are intimately tied to Oklahoma State wrestling because the coaching staff are our parishioners. Several of the wrestlers are your go to your go to St. John's. Yep. Uh, those families are inter, 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 integrated into into our parish, including the head coach of Oklahoma State Wrestling, John Smith. Six-time world champion, two-time gold medalist, six-time world champion, and many would argue the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. I like to describe him as the Michael Jordan of wrestling. And this is not Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Randy Macho Man Savage wrestling. This is like real wrestling. And John Smith won six world championships. Yeah. Back to back to back to back to back. Which church. Which is super fun. And his wife and their kids. And it's awesome. Yeah. We, we, uh, I was at the, uh, what was I? The national championship, uh, in St. Louis, my first year here. And I, uh, coach says, "Hey, father, let's go grab a burger." So the only place it was open was this kind of restaurant bar next door, and I opened the front door. And usually, when you walk into a place at like ten o'clock at night, and you're a priest, because wrestling had been going on all day, and we hadn't had time to eat. As you walk into a bar as a priest, people turn around and look at you like, "Why isn't he in bed?" What? what or at the, church? Or there's a priest here, and I felt like. No one even noticed I was there because Coach Smith, I opened the door and he walked in and it was like watching Moses walk through a crowd of people. There were hundreds of people in this restaurant bar. It was over, over, it would be as if, over yeah, packed. As if Michael Jordan walked in. Like every person was looking for yep. something to eat and they yep. and the sea just opened and he walked through and he's like, Coach, Coach, hey, Coach. Like, like yeah. Coach. Yeah, coach. That's awesome. And we get up to the bar, and I was like, "There's no way we're getting a drink." And he starts talking, and people recognize his voice and turn around, and people open up. He's like, "Can I get two hamburgers?" And I was like, "This is, I'm, uh, 
I'm with a superstar here. Yeah, well, we think yeah, we think of him as our parishioner and friend. You know. Yeah, yeah. And we eat at yeah. his house and yeah. have dinner yeah. and <laughs> um but it has me thinking. So this is, you know, obviously uh this is not a sports talk show. Uh this is a show about uh the Catholic life here in Payne County and uh a feel it's 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 uh it's very theological. Um so it has me looking into the scriptures. Okay? So you look at you look at Luke, Luke 9, Luke 22, Matthew 18. And the disciples ask themselves, who is the greatest? So there's these debates, and right, this, this Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary on ESPN, whether you've seen it or not, it has reignited the debate about, like, who, well, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Right? I, think it's, I think it's Jordan, right? I do. Six championships, all, that, all those accolades. Are there other good players? Yes. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Isaiah, Tsai, all those people—they're awesome. But who's the you know who's the greatest? Now, what's what I found very interesting is Jordan is kind of full of himself. <laughs> I mean, he has a very high opinion of his basketball abilities. Yes, but they were asking him like, "Are you, are you the greatest?" And he won't. He will not say yes. He will not. He will. He will deflect because he sees that if if he were to say he's the greatest. He sees that as disrespectful of those who came before him. All those great players, the Bill Waltons oh. and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbars and the Wilt Chamberlains, George Mikan, you know, going way back. Uh, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. <laughs> That's my Pistol one Pete. basketball. Pistol Pete, Pete Maravich, yeah. <laughs> you know, to say, I, I, I can't say I'm the greatest because, man, all those guys were really, really good. So, and I think John Smith would say the same thing. You know, are you the greatest wrestler of all time? Um, well, I don't know. What about... You know, and he can, I can't name a lot of my my history is not there, like it is with basketball. But then you get to the so then you get to the, the apostles, and they're the, like at the Last Supper, and they're arguing, who's the greatest? And they ask <laughs> Jesus like who's who's the greatest? Or that moment when they're walking down the road and he's talking about like uh, the humility of of serving one another, and he they go into into the house and Jesus says. Hey guys, so what were you talking about along the way? And he's like, "Oh, uh, 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 we were uh, we were uh, planning dinner. <laughs> we we were discussing who was the greatest." And then he brings that little child, and he sets a little child before them and said, uh, "What? Wait, I just <laughs> I just forgot that line." Luckily, I have my scriptures. Right? Do you really? Oh well, I'm glad you brought the Bible along. Matthew with you. 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, "Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Got it. I love that. I actually use this uh, gospel a lot at baptisms. Uh, baptizing babies, that is. And I always make I, I like to make the joke that when um, you know if we were to take oh I say this uh, like when when you're a kid like your your parents are always telling you to grow up right you can't tell your sure grow yeah, up grow up you know be a teenager and then but then your parents are telling you to grow up but then Jesus says like become like a little child so it's like act your well, age well which is it. Act your age and become a child. You want me to be a child or you want me to grow up? Like what? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting mixed signals. You can't have both, Mom. But what we can admire about a baby, you know, a baby being baptized, is this 
kind of total reliance. I mean, so we were talking about kind of the like trust and yeah. uh, the, the baby. I mean, the baby doesn't have kind of this consciousness to like know what's going on, but the baby like trusting in the love of his or her parents. I agree. Is, is so when we say like become like a little child, what we do, we don't mean live in your parents' basement forever. Uh, we don't mean you know never learn to feed yourself or like you have to wear diapers all the time. Yes, we mean <laughs> become like a little child in your humility. You know, so are you the greatest? Oh. Are you the greatest? The greatest is is the least. The greatest is the. I mean, least. that's you know the last the last shall be first. I mean, this is all over the scriptures, and then of course, well, then what does Jesus do? He, he does what? Shows himself to be the least. I mean, it, it if Jesus Jesus could have said, "Look, I'm I'm God. I'm the second person of the Blessed Trinity. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going up on that cross. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not going to put a towel around my waist and wash your feet. That's gross. <laughs> Especially your feet in in like first century Palestine. I'm not. I'm not washing your feet. That's disgusting." <laughs> Um, I'm God. I don't have to wash your feet. But what does he do? He 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 ties the towel around his waist. He bends down and he washes the feet of his disciples. Right? That humility. That is the, is the humility makes you great. That is the humility that all of us are looking for. Right? I mean, all of us need that <laughs> level of humility in order to be considered the greatest. Are you saying Michael Jordan is a disciple of the Lord? I don't. I have no idea. Do you do you think he like knows Jesus? I don't know. That do you think we really, should call him up? That didn't really come up. I I do not have his number. I used to have his number, but then he, <laughs> then he changed his number. Changed after he won the sixth championship, he became kind of a big deal. So I stopped. Uh, I stopped calling. I did see him play once. Did you really? Boston Garden, nineteen. I think it was like ninety five. Why is Larry Bird not the greatest? I always thought <sighs> Larry Bird's the greatest player from French Lick, Indiana. Oh, so he's got that going for him. French Lick, Indiana. That's where he's from. That's where Larry Bird is from. Okay, so, so what <coughs> distinguishes from like Michael Jordan? That like what like what fired him up to become well, like both yeah. the greatest and the not greatest. So then, like, you quote, can, quote, yeah, quote, with Jordan, great. I think especially there's a lot we can take from him into our spiritual lives. Really. So my buddy uh, Adam Minahan, who runs the, uh, who is a co-host of the uh, the Catholic Man Show out of uh, out of Tulsa. Oh right, right. So Adam, uh, he tweeted one time. He, I think he was watching the same series, The Last Dance, uh, and was talking about. It was the episode where Jordan was talking about how he pushes his teammates, like how. He, so he, Jordan, it, it was seven years. Jordan was in the league seven years before he won a championship. Seven. Seven years. It was. It didn't happen instantaneously. No. And it's because the way he talks about it, he had a very individualistic mindset. Like I'm, I'm, want, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the greatest. I'm gonna be the best player in the world. And, you know, and if if my team comes along with me, that would be great. And then we may win some championships. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do my best. So I think sometimes in our spiritual lives, we have that same thing. I'm just, I'll, my, I just have to take care of myself. Me and Jesus. Just me and Jesus. When in fact, 
we know as members of the church, baptized into the church, uh, grafted on to, you know, as adopted sons and daughters of, of, of the Most High God, we, I'm not just responsible for me, I'm responsible for you. And you for me, am I my brother's keeper? You know, so you put that yeah. together on a basketball okay. team. Five guys on the court at one time, in the NBA, twelve guys on the team. That's it, twelve guys. And so if one thinks they're all that and doesn't have a team mindset, the team is not going to win. So when it comes to salvation, when it comes to our own spiritual lives, you know how much of it. I mean, I fall into it all the time. Like I just, I'm just need to worry about myself and stop worrying about all these other people. Now, as a oh. priest, that's problematic, right? You know, you don't want to be there. I'm just worried about me and not my parish. Ooh, right? It's called yeah. selfishness. Yeah, when you when Creeps you in. when you help the other people, all the boats float in a way. Yes, a rising tide lifts all boats. <laughs> uh, so I think in our spiritual lives, that so this is what Adam Minahan was saying of like, what if we all had the drive that Michael Jordan had? to make his teammates great and thus win a championship. It's, what if we had that same zeal for each other in our spiritual lives, holding each other accountable? Hmm. Um, Isn't that a rare commodity, though? Oh, for sure. No, I mean, that's why Jordan That's why Jordan has a 10-hour 10, 10 documentary made about him. Oh, I thought it was the last dance of the Bulls. Well, right, but... <laughs> I mean, but. it was... It was the Michael Jordan story with some subplots. That you nailed it right Here's there. Here's a little Dennis Rodman. Here's a little Steve Kerr. Here's some yeah. I, it's it sounds like like that's what some of the like the great saints have done, like Saint Dominic, you know, uh, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, Francis Xavier, uh, Catherine, not Catherine. Um, what's her name? Teresa of Avila, John Paul II. Oh yeah. Uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Like it's the largest women's religious order in the world now. Is that true? Yeah. Really? Missionaries of charity. Missionaries of charity. They're everywhere that. and they're giant. And growing. They're multi thousand women. That's awesome. And and what does she do? She has this vision and what does she do? She's like calling other people to this higher level. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and that's the and, I So mean, she's like Michael Jordan. The example of Jesus, right? Come 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 and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So Jesus Jesus started it. Yes. He was the one who was all about bringing people into this divine mission. And then what did the apostles do? Right? The apostles then go out to the f- corners of the known world and bring others in. Right? When we say that we when we disciple somebody, when somebody becomes a disciple, uh-huh. to be a disciple is to be a follower. Follower of right. what? Okay. You know? So on the on the bulls, you know, we would say loosely speaking, like Judd Bushler and Bill Wennington and uh, all those dudes, you know, were kind of character players, were kind of disciples of Michael Jordan, following his lead. As Jordan went, so went the Bulls. You take Jordan off those teams? Oh, because he did leave for what? He retired. He, he left for two years, and guess what? He played baseball. Those were the two years that the Houston Rockets won NBA championships. And then he comes back, and? And then he comes back. They didn't win that first year. That was 95 when the Rockets beat the swept that you'll learn to magic take that shack horse uh, grant was on that team right uh, and, and his and big then, white glasses and then uh and then jordan when he had a full season 96 they won it oh because he had still it was out of a shooting group they won three he was away for two and then they won three more thank you major league baseball for going on strike yeah 
Because that which pushed him back from the socks yeah, back to awesome. uh, the. Uh, so just this idea of like in our spiritual lives that we have to call each other to holiness. Now Jordan would not say that. Jordan would say I have to call my teammates not to right. holiness, but to work your butt off, and I'm going to lead by example. <laughs> right. Uh, I just think there's some great lessons there, things we can learn from Michael Jordan about our spiritual life. Yeah, I, I I don't like I stopped watching basketball. I think probably in like maybe when like in nineteen ninety three, ninety four, mm-hmm. two, three, four, somewhere in that. So I missed this whole era of um, of I basketball. Covered. I know, I know. You were just like a little bookworm sitting there taking stats all the time. Well, okay. What's the difference between being okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a couple out between being a bully and your brother's keeper. Because some of this episode oh. showed that he was kind of a jerk. He was he would like go in and like knock stuff over. Like, why are you guys? Is it? A, he would call guys. There was this moment when like on Steve, him and Steve Kerr were talking, and like him and Steve Kerr well, like in a fight. Yeah, and yeah. Steve stood up to him, and he respected him. Like what? What's the difference between like yeah, I think you're getting did. paid millions of dollars to be on this team, and like what did he dig out of guys to say like, um, like hey, I want I want to be excellent too. I want to do great things because that's the virtuous life. Like the virtuous, yeah. no one wins national championships, no one wins world championships, no one gets congressional medals of honor by sitting on the couch watching other people live. That is correct. Yeah, so I think the difference is, I mean, it's, it's sort of about what's your goal. So the goal, I mean, ideally, if you're on an NBA basketball team, your goal should be to win an NBA championship. And that was, there's that moment where he's like hugging the trophy and oh, crying yeah. and his yeah. dad's like right there next to him. Yep. So that's your, I mean, that's your goal. So then you translate that, come to take the parallel, right? So you're, what, what's the goal of the spiritual life? Um, ultimately, I mean, hol- holiness, which ultimately leads to heaven. But then the question is, is am I just concerned about me? Do you, but 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 I think in in the NBA, you cannot win an NBA championship by yourself. Right. You have right. to have these other people. But we would say the same thing in the spiritual life. Yes. It cannot just be about me and Jesus. It's me, Jesus and the body of Christ. There's a reason. Yeah. Like Jesus founded a church. Okay, uh, let me let me uh, to bring everybody along. So I mean, the parallel doesn't. I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push you on the on the parallel. Push, it's a it's a good push. parallel. Uh, okay, uh, my my thought initially is is when people come to faith and they get baptized and they become they're like okay uh, I'm a Christian now. Do, can they just? What what are the what is what's the calling to well, do? I is it to be? I would say to be a disciple can I, can of I Jesus keep, Christ. Can I keep being the same person that the that that the the Lord Jesus called me to the very first day? Like there I am. I say yes. I want to be a disciple. I get baptized. I I I I grow in faith. I mean, is that just the end of it right there? Because you're saying like if a person picks up a basketball, they also say I want to be I want to win an NBA title. Someone comes into the NBA. They're not coming into the NBA because they just want to make the league minimum no, and then be. and be a well, bench warmer. You could say if you come into the NBA and you say, "I'm just here for the money." Okay, I I, I respect that. I disagree with you, but like I respect that. You're not going to win a championship. 
if you have that, if your motive is is solely about you, I want money, I want a shoe deal, I want to win the slam dunk contest. Okay, big deal. Jump over taco. Okay, who won the slam dunk contest in uh, 1997? I don't remember. Who cares, right? Who won the NBA championship in 1997? The Bulls. <laughs> uh, but in the Christian life, I think sometimes we can get, and I think this is a very, this can be, I think we see this a lot here in Stillwater. We see this a lot in Oklahoma, that that it, th- my relationship with Jesus, my relationship with the Lord is, is, is just, it's me and him. And if I can bring some other people along, great. But we would say, I think in the, in the Catholic view, we have a, a much more kind of corporate view of, of even of salvation, right? I'm responsible for you, and you're responsible for me. So it can't just be me and him. We're on a team, you know? Yes. We're a part of the church, and we're, we're, we're working towards salvation together. That's why we don't go to church. You know, I mean, that, that's in, in, the, in the coronavirus era, you know, people sitting in their living room and watching on their television is not ideal. It's not ideal. We're meant to be there together as we progress towards heaven. And to, and to push each other along the and way. And to push each other along. No, I, you know, what's that, what's that, like, uh, people run, run together, like, run with me. Don't just, don't just leave somebody behind, uh, like, to f- kind of flounder, well, yeah, flounder there on the sidelines. When you're running with a bunch of other people, it makes running easier. You're more motivated when you're running alongside someone, right? We took a couple weeks ago, we took that walk, you know? I probably, we, we, Oh, we were, dirt road, McElroy. We were, yeah. We were walking, walking the dirt road, checking out the cows. And, uh, you know, I, I, if I were just walking by myself, I don't know, that walk would be a half hour walking with you. That walk was an hour. Yeah. You know, you're just more motivated to move along. And I think the same is true in our spiritual life. So I think we have to be more conscious of our role in each other's lives. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this one. Inspiring figures. The, Michael Jordan is an inspiring figure because yeah. he has the ability to see something that the rest of us don't see. He looks at these guys on his team and he looks at them and says, "Each of you has the potential to be a trophy winner, to have one of those rings. Yep. You may not see it individually." And we might not see, but you know what? If we do this together, once he gets off the ego trip, we do this together as a team, as a unit, then we're going to be able to do excellent stuff. And I'm going to do whatever I can to bring that out of you. Yeah. And in the basketball world, that mean I may that may mean punching you in the face. And, and that, that that also in the mean, Christian life, we, we yeah. can't do that. Right. I I've, one of my favorite scenes is when you, um, Pippen and Jordan say we got Kukoc. Oh, I love that during the yeah the yeah ninety two Olympics yeah or or yeah they just like surround him like welcome to the NBA we're gonna call you to a higher level you think you're good. We're going to show you how not good you are amongst. And they held him to four. Points. We are, we are. He had scored like forty points every game, yeah. and Croatia was winning by what twenty or thirty points. Being and then the and the uh, dream team beat him by how many points? A lot, like over fifty. Yeah, and they held him to four points. A guy who had forty points, and so that what did that do to Tony Kukoc? Said to, said said to Tony Kukoc. Oh, number seven, I think I'm really good. But I think the danger can be, you know, in that case, Kukoc, also a great player, like said, oh my gosh, I need to step up my game. Exactly. But I think there's also a lot of players who 
Like if Pippen and Jordan did that to me, I would probably be like, man, my career's over. Like, I'm just going to quit. So I think it's it's that it's a delicate balance of like that challenge, but also the encouragement. I'm sure later yeah. on, I'm sure because they were all on the same team. I'm sure Pippen and Jordan like taught Kukoch, hey man, here's how you do this move or that move. You know, they yeah, kind of exactly. brought them along. So there's both the challenge that we need to challenge each other in the spiritual life. And I think that we see that in like in our preaching. I mean, there's times when, you know, a homily might be kind of pointed or kind of biting and people are like, dang, like, why is he, why is he mad at us? You know, but then, you know, the very next homily might be how loved you are and how, you know, might be a little more encouraging. Yeah. And Jordan's sacrifices that he made for his team. Like they, they, some of those scenes were like, this guy is doing things because he, in order to lead this, he has to be at an elevated level. He's got to be able to know when you're in second overtime that he can dip into the reserve tank and still. He's going to be in good good shape. Yeah. Yeah. And people then like look at that and say, I'm following him. Yep. And that's what ultimately you and I ought to be, what every Christian should be. And that's who the saints are. That's why we love the saints. Right? They're the they're our Hall of Fame. Ooh. To bring the analogy to a complete circle. Uh, the, uh, the that's that's the Saints for us. That's our that's our Hall of Fame, our greatest of all time. Living people the nuts. goats. The goats. The living oh, saints man. in heaven. That was fun. We should talk about basketball more often. Maybe what? I'm gonna What's start I'm gonna start a, my own another uh, podcast uh, about called uh, The Pastor uh, of Pain. Theology and basketball. That would be super fun, but probably not. Okay, we're out of here. Blessings. We hope you have a great week. Thanks for taking uh, our time. Happy summer. God bless you. Pray for us.